gentlemen welcome back to no boundaries podcast where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings the official home of dope shit where we only talk about dope shit we only create dope shit we only produce dope shit we only give you dope shit it's well f the f stands for dope shit <laughs> what the? it's j there's there's no dope shit associated with my name i'm just reading oh come on man no, no. Let me get that girl in here what that girl in here that was saying that you were self-sabotaging and she she broke up with you for that. He was talking about it on an episode like two two episodes ago. Do you not know your own stories, bro? <laughs> people will tell me that. Oh, I listened to this episode, and I'll say I don't remember what we talked about. What are you even here physically? Is I this your remember. astral form, bro? Like I think of so much stuff. Like I could do a podcast a day. I kid you not. I could do a, a podcast every single day. Just so much stuff goes through my mind. And recently, let me tell you about this. Had a dream a couple nights ago. I was playing basketball, and it was like a pickup game at a park somewhere. Playing pickup ball, and so it gets towards the end of the game, tie score, right? Out of nowhere, my ex from high school shows up. Or high school sweetheart shows up, and on some love and basketball shit, it's like, all right, we're gonna play one on one, you know, game point kind of shit, right? Oh wow! I bust her motherfucking ass. Okay, no air ball. First and foremost. But then that kind of brought me back to consciousness when I woke up. And it's kind of like, I haven't been with this woman in over 12 years. Why does that still stay on my mind? What what do I have going on in my life that prevents me from letting go of something like that? It's been bothering me. Have you went on Google or did you grab a book or do some YouTube videos to see? What the fuck is a book? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a good question. Did you grab an audio book pertaining to dreams and their understandings? Oh, okay. No. It's funny though. That I actually wait, I waited on you. Oh man. Encyclopedia Brown. <sighs> I mean, it's basically it makes me think of a Twilight Zone episode where the guy um, he kept reliving his death sentence. He was um, he every time every time he would go to sleep, he would basically be getting tried, and he would be getting the guilty verdict, and he would be getting sentenced to uh, to the electric chair, 
And once he actually made it to the electric chair, if that was him, that that would be him waking up in court again. And um, the reason it reminds me of that is because, you know, throughout the throughout the phase of the episode, he would like he was trying to convince people that like y'all are just a part of my dream. And he was like, and he would see um like his uh cellmate was like, oh my cellmate, you are my um third my third grade best friend. The judge was my the judge was my teacher. And like basically, I mean that's what the brain does when you um go into a dream. It just it puts people in weird positions because all all your brain is doing when it's um when you're asleep is recounting information. It doesn't have to make sense of that information, but it's recounting it. So therefore. Whenever you have a picture, whenever you see somebody in your dream, you've seen that person before. So, so somewhere in life, I've played a pickup game. I've watched Love and Basketball, and of course, I've spent time with this ex. Exactly, and, and it's just, it just it just pieces it together. That's what that's what a dream. That's all a dream ever does. I mean, it's it's weird. I feel Inception did a good a real good job of that too, because even with the time frame, like you literally can be in a dream. And you'd be like, dog, I'm sitting in this on some James Bond shit. I just went on a whole fucking mission. But when I wake up, it's only 20 minutes later. A 15-minute nap. I realize that, too, because like I, I remember hitting the snooze, mm-hmm. and I know that's 9 or 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I felt like I lived a whole, a whole day. three or four hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so dream time and reality time, I want to say they differ by damn near. I want to say every 10 minutes is probably a day. That sounds about right. You know, because even I mean, in your in your normal REM mode, I think you only go into REM for like forty five or forty minutes. But shit, like I said, a forty minute dream. Shit, you can have a whole life, you have a whole family, you know, and just have a whole a whole history that you could you know that you could count for. But yeah, I don't I don't think it really means a lot. Maybe it's just, I could look at my my dream encyclopedia that's for not, real. That's not, I know, I know, but just keep it pushing. It it, it's, it does sound like to me that you know maybe it has something to do with competition and love. Maybe you know those two things intertwined. Who knows? You're a weird motherfucker, so bro, I am a very weird motherfucker, <laughs> and I've realized that a lot lately. And I just keep it to myself. And that's the type of person that you got to find. I mean, hopefully, if you're if you're even. In one of those situations where you're like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I want to go on a date or something. Hopefully, when you go on a date, that's one of the main. I think that's probably a question that you should always ask. But like, how weird are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what's your level? What is one weird thing you do? do you, you know, do you yeah. Sell Cheetos? Is that what you do? You heard about that dude that ate all them Cheetos and went to the hospital? Ain't he a rapper? Yeah, a little Zane. Stupid ass. Or a little punk. I'm a little turn up. Yeah. A little turn down. A little dummy. <laughs> but um, I definitely think um. Yeah, the the overconsumption of hot Cheetos among the youth is pretty dangerous. People tend I, to forget. I thought that was our generation that just lived off hot Cheetos and, <sighs> and wore pajama pants to school. And Hawaiian punch. Nah, man, this generation they like they takis, and takis uh, are way spicier. I think everybody deserves to have a little spice in their diet, especially cayenne pepper, because there are health benefits to cayenne pepper. But at the end of the day, you you sitting there. Eating some like hot Cheetos and hot fries, that's not a good diet at you're put, all. You're putting acid on acid, pretty much. But um, other than that, man, uh, I see you went to the casino. Uh, did you go to? Did you cross state lines or did you go on Indian reservation? I crossed state lines. Oh, okay, okay. And we, which is trippy because we seen like a high speed chase on our way to the casino. I was like, are they just trying to reach the state line? I was like, are they? Is that like I didn't think that was real. I thought that was just some movie stuff. But sure enough, as we approached the state line, all those county, like, those county police officers, they stopped. But the state troopers kept going. Yeah, I mean, because it, it doesn't, you know, in actuality, no matter what, 
Once you're evading arrest and you cross state lines, a lot of times it makes shit federal, especially if it's on the interstate. So it makes it worse. Yeah, for you, you. you've done worse. You've done yeah. You just stop. <laughs> there, there's never a reason to evade unless you're you're trying to eat something. And hopefully on that ride, you you have enough time to eat whatever you're trying to get rid of. Shit, if you got too much to eat, then then it's, you just go to jail, bro. It's a wrap. Because unless you're on some, unless you got crackhead type speed, you're gonna have to get out that vehicle and run. And while and that once again, while you're driving, you better hope that you clean that car the fuck down, and they can't trace it back to you. I mean, criminals are really dumb when you really think about it. I figure being a criminal is really hard. It it's it's hard if you're a good one, mm-hmm. because if you really actually put in the time to be on some like Ocean's Eleven type shit, I mean, you get caught, then you could still walk away pretty much untouched, because when the crime is done. You really want them to have, you really want to be able to look at them and be like, hey, but do you have reasonable doubt? You want to be able, you know what I'm saying? You can't just, you can, a lot of motherfuckers that's in, in, um, in the jail system right now, they're literally rolling the dice on hoping like, damn, did I wipe that down? Oh, damn, I hope they don't find my fingerprints. Oh, damn, I, I hope she don't remember what I look like. It don't work like that, bro. And as you see in current news, <laughs> it definitely doesn't work like that because People's talking about memories. People's memories are funny. Some people can re- recall shit from two years ago. Some people can't recall shit from yesterday, and that's actually accurate on how the mind works. So, the the main debate that we have right now is if if it's right for people to be able to accuse somebody of a crime, you know, outside of a, a designated time. I mean, so so do you feel that? If a person um, commits a murder, that as long as that murder is unsolved, we should be able to we should be able to try to find that murderer, whether it's a hundred years later. Do you feel that that's right? Yeah, I feel that's right. Okay, and it should be the same with rape, right? Yeah, I feel that's right. Okay, so it's a lot of people that keep bringing this argument to the table with the Kavanaugh versus uh, Blazing King case that um, you know she waited thirty five years. She waited thirty five years. And I'm like, eh, that's really a weak argument. I, I find it to be a weak argument because you, there's something that like you bl- might block that out of your mind to the point where you just don't realize. That, and the, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't realize, but that you've almost just like forgotten it. You've tucked it away in so many deep files and then something triggers it and brings it up. Like you see his face or you, you hear somebody else. He's like, wait a minute. That, you know, now that I look back on it, that's not right. What he did to me. I mean, not only, not only, um, I think the not right part is, is pretty much common sense. Cause when you really do a lot of digging on this particular case, you realize that there's a lot of, there's a lot of foul play involved. And, um, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have no reason to pick sides on these cases because like I tell people all the time, Republicans and Democrats, they're both parties that were built off genocide and they don't give a fuck about black people anyway. So when I see black people, you know, you know, celebrating. They or, war with black people differently than they war that's with it. each other. That's it. That is it. I mean, they're sitting, honestly, they sit, they sit there and they laugh with each other. Like, they, this man is not going to jail. Like, I want everybody to understand that. If, whether he did it or not. He still might end up on the Supreme Court. Exactly. Whether he did it or not, his life is better than yours. Just saying, like, it's a lot of people out there that, you know, they want to make, make, they may want to hate the man, but 
this little period of time, yeah, this is very damaging to him. But his 60 years of living, and even after the 35 years, you know, that has passed by, all he has to talk about is his success. So, rapist or not, he had 35 years of good living. This dude fucking bought all his little frat homeboys tickets to Fenway Park to go watch the uh, fucking, you know, the Red Sox playing shit like that. I'm like, what kind of money this cat got? He the man in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he been living life. And the fact that he's been living life, to me, I can imagine, I can imagine how damaging something like that can be to a cat like him, knowing good and damn well that life has just been so good. And like all of a sudden you get hit with a curveball like that, like damn, now you finna hit me for, for a sexual assault? And I mean, to take away from what you said, like she said, you know, she probably sat there and thought like, damn, this wasn't right. Like, come on. Are we are we so far gone nowadays that we can't define what things are anymore? Like, what is a sexual assault? Bro, think back to when you were a child. Mm-hmm. You probably committed some sexual assaults. Um, as you know, hide and go get it. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, you probably committed some sexual, and you don't realize that at that age. Now, saying now, granted, I'm not excusing anything he did because he did shit as a full grown adult where you know better. Yeah, definitely. But like, you know, wasn't we, it like a span of like four or five years where they were like having parties? Like, I think it started in like senior year and it went to Yale. Yeah. So, um, that's to me, once again, not to sound mean or anything, but like them white people problems. And when I say white people problems, those are white pe- those are political white people problems. So. Their lifestyle that they live is totally different from ours. I think, yeah, we have frats and sororities involved, and I've always felt that frats and sororities were always a Caucasian type of thing. And, you know, black people, in order to, how do I say, become accustomed to the university lifestyle. and But if you really think about the university lifestyle amongst blacks and whites, all we did once we became, once, once, we, once we were able to start going to college, and segregation happened and all that stuff. And we basically just mimic what the white people did. Because, I mean, let's just be 100. Like, a, a lot of these fraternities and sororities or whatever, they weren't letting black people in either at first. Right. And then what happened? They started letting black people in, and then HBCUs start popping up, and they start mimicking what they saw white people do. And, of course, you're probably going to have people argue that, oh, no, you know, they, they, stole, they stole that from uh, black people. Whatever. We already know the victors are the ones that write the history books. So, therefore, it's going to really be hard to prove that. So, right now, where I stand on it is it's white boy culture. It's white boy university culture to to haze, to to have, you know, to underage binge drink. Who was that um, that, that episode we had, Ash, on? Um, that guy from Stanford who was on the swim team that raped the girl. And they was like, oh, him going to prison would be too detrimental to his life. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, it, I forget his name, but I, yeah, me too. I it doesn't. I don't. I don't care to remember it. But he only got like six months, right? Yeah, I think it was Brock Turner. Or something. Brock Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, oh, him being in jail for a long time would would be detrimental. To yeah. Him. How are you gonna expect the people that created the culture, the people that um that are the ones that are gonna enforce the law to 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 punish this man? Like they created the culture, they raised him in this culture, they taught him that culture, and then they're probably looking like, damn, we fucked up. 
We yeah. can't. We can't. We can't do this to him now when you we created beat this. Your own system. Exactly. So now I built this system to keep them at bay and to make us strive. And now we didn't got a little out of control. Now I got to beat my own system. Exactly. And that's and, just. But it's okay to beat your own system when you know where the flaws are. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's okay to. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's the same thing as, as I always say this: like when. Oh, when Jay-Z, Kanye West, and Rihanna had to, to run this town. Or even Eminem and Jay-Z and Renegade. Yo. Oh, yeah. They killed Jay-Z on that. They killed... I can kill you on a beat that I made. Yeah, more I than likely. I can kill you in a system that I made. Definitely. Because I know the pockets. I know mm-hmm. the flaws. I know just how to fit into that groove where it works for me better than it works for you. And a lot of times when you create... When a, when a, when a producer that's a rapper creates a beat, a lot of times... They, as they're creating that beat, they're thinking of raps that they have for them. Like that's just how they think. So it's all I got this line. Yeah, That'll so go crazy right here. If I drop the hi hats, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, in in just to parallel, I mean, it's the same with these with these with these politicians. Like they weren't around when a lot of these laws were built, but when they were in school, they saw the holes in the in the system that was built, and they're like. If anything ever goes wrong, we'll do it like this, and this would be our excuse. Don't forget, we live in Texas, where it was a, a it was a boy. I want to say, I want to say he was like he was underage. He got in a car and he killed somebody drinking, and then they put some law at place to where basically he was too wealthy to understand his uh to understand you know what he did wrong. Wait, he I, was too wealthy. To he was too that? wealthy to understand what he did was wrong, so they couldn't punish him. I forgot what the law is called, but it happened in Texas, and um, it's just funny to me because once again, it's there. It's those people creating their rule books, creating their laws, and when it's all said and done, it doesn't apply to them at the end of the day because they built it. If I make my own monopoly game, what are you gonna do to me when I tell you, oh, that it don't work like that, even though my rules say it worked like that? Well, guess what? I have a rule that said it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Or matter of fact, I'm gonna just implement this new rule right here that omits that rule on the fly. Exactly, and we're constantly at a battle with 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 our oppressors. I hate using buzzwords like that, buzzwords like that because it's it's so typical of somebody that wants to be a victim. But at the end of the day, we're we're going to battle with our oppressors, and it's like we're frustrated over it, and it's like. They've done th- two or three hundred years of calculated movements, and and they know they know what's they know what's gonna be up for the next fifty to a hundred years. And all you're thinking is, oh, I'm just gonna come in here with my emotion and make things change. Nah, bro, it ain't gonna work like that. No, it's just not. And um, and, and back to the point, people need to understand that the 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 architects of this building know exactly how it's going to fall and, and they know exactly what it's going to take to make it, to make it crumble. Yep. And they're just, it's a dangerous game that these politicians are playing because as they play these games on a political level, people are going to start playing them on the, on the general populist level too. Like it is very unfair to accuse anybody of any crime. And the minute you accuse them of that crime, the court of public opinion is the one that is going to be the uh, the judge. That's why I feel like these are definitely dark days that we're in because all people do nowadays is copy what they see on television. That's all they do is copy what they see the higher class do, the higher level of society. That's why people copy celebrities. 
Now people are going to be copying politicians. Like that's all we do in this, in this you know sponge-like world we live in these days. It's 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 sad. We're twenty minutes in and we didn't explain the intro. Oh my bad. I mean, I really I, I think I kind of avoided the intro because I didn't want to nerd out. But, nerd out, nerd out. This your show. Yeah, it's our show. But and but a lot of people they live under a rock. They live under a rock when it comes to things that are a part of a part of pop culture that aren't negative. Like we have a new movie coming out that uh, is going to be Joaquin Phoenix. He's going to be he's going to reprise the the role of Joker. And in my opinion, um, people that don't know who Joaquin Phoenix is, I mean, I feel like one of the one of the um, one of the moments in his career where I felt like okay, this guy's a real dope actor was in her when he was basically just you know. Talking to a freaking, he was talking to Scarlett Johansson's voice, and um, talking to his goddamn self. Yeah, basically, and it was a Steve Jones. It was a, uh, it was, a, it was a, um, I want to say it was a, um, was it a Steve? Was it a Steve Jones? I think it was a Spike. It was a Spike Jones film, and um, I want. It, it was just. A, it was a unique film, and mm-hmm. like I just liked the way you know he. I liked the way he portrayed the character, and then like I kind of started following. It's like. I looked at him in Gladiator. He played a dope role. Like he's he's a real passionate dude. He gets into a role. He's the kind of guy that I wouldn't be surprised if after this movie he commits suicide. I'm being honest with you. Just his brother did it. Whoa. No, his brother is right. No. Oh. Who's his brother? River River Phoenix. Oh, no idea. Seriously? Didn't even know. Oh wow. That's what I see. That's what, that's why I was like, uh, do I really want to just like sit here and do this? But anyways. Joaquin Phoenix is, is an amazing actor. In my personal opinion, if I put his catalog to Heath Ledger's catalog, he's a better actor than Heath Ledger. If he if he if he ends up uh being a better joker than Heath Ledger, the collective group of people are not gonna admit it. No, you're not gonna You know what I'm saying? Like they don't even wanna admit that Thanos was just as good as Joker or better. Like they just don't wanna let go of that. And to me, that's the type of society we live in these days because it's becoming poisonous. Like everybody wants to hold dear to something that it's not even yours. Like Let's just be 100 here. If Heath Ledger wouldn't have died, he wouldn't have got an Oscar. Like, he just wouldn't have. It just, it was the right thing for the Academy to do to say, hey, you know what? This man died. I can't give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. But I can give him this. You know? So, for, he did definitely, he definitely redefined the Joker. He did way better than Jared Leto did. And I think, I think. I mean, his Joker was basically non-existent, too. Yeah, it's, it's forgettable. It's very forgettable. Um. It's just so much going on in the DC world that, to me, I think this is one of the things that is going to actually give the DC comic world some hope. But it's not even attached to the DCU, so it doesn't even matter. But um, I'm looking forward to it. In a a place and time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I wish I wish Scorsese wouldn't have dropped off. Uh, I think I think Scorsese was supposed. He was the original writer and director. Then they gave it to Todd Phillip, which is the which is a writer and director of Hangover. You've seen the Hangovers. So, Definitely. And uh, I want to say the one with um, Jonah Hill and old buddy, uh, that movie War Dogs, he directed. Oh, uh, Miles Turner. Miles, yeah, he directed and wrote that too. So if you like those movies and um, and you enjoyed those movies, then I think this Joker movie coming next year is going to be dope. But my, my main beef with this is I just get tired of the um, premature advertisements like, we don't need this shit right now. Like, I really feel like I would really enjoy the old days of when 
you didn't know about a movie or you didn't see any trailer about a movie until maybe three to six months before the movie came out. We're a year away from this shit. And you build up that hype so much that when you get the movie, no matter how good it is, depending on the level of hype that is built up within that one individual, you may not actually enjoy that movie. And I think that's what kills a lot of movies these days. I feel like there is no art in surprise anymore. Like, I think rappers do a decent job of, you know, dropping surprise albums, unlike Meek Mill, which he said he's going to have a surprise album. And I'm like, it's not a surprise. If you're, I, anyways, but um, I think the art of surprise is definitely a dope thing when you do it right. That's why I enjoyed um, Kamikaze, the Eminem album, because it was like, I didn't expect it. So I heard it, didn't have expectations. Hello, oh, I can't be mad. Yeah. But when you got us hyped a year in advance, and then you deliver a dud, you deserve to get dragged. It's, it's like, like I said, when they do the movies and you get these trailers 18 months in advance, it's kind of like, you've got to deliver now. You just can't drop no mediocrity. Definitely. So so, so in just, just to summarize, the song that you heard in the beginning was they were doing a screen test for the Joker's makeup, and uh, that song was playing in the background. It's called uh, Laughing by the Guess Who, and the Guess Who was this... Canadian band so it was pretty easy to find because I mean those lyrics are pretty repetitive they're repetitive as fuck so mm -hmm. you know do your Googles and you'll find some shit <laughs> but uh, speaking of laughing uh, I just gotta laugh at Bill Cosby bro gotta laugh at Bill? I gotta laugh at Bill man because I you mean gotta laugh at Bill? I gotta laugh at Bill I'm not man. saying you gotta feel sorry for Bill I don't feel thing. sorry for him at all why do you gotta laugh at Bill? you gotta laugh at Bill because I mean that's what happens when you try to you know that's what happens when you adapt to a culture that's not yours. That's once again, that's 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 white culture that he was involved in in the sixties and sixties uh, and and seventies. That culture of being on heavy drugs, you know, popping pills with nothing but damn near white women. That's all mostly white women, right? So you in there popping pills with white women, um, you know, just having a time of your life. In this, one of the famous quotes in the sixties is. If you remember the sixties, you weren't there. That's a that is the sixties quote. That just that give that puts you in the mind frame of where they were in the sixties. So therefore, and I'm not blaming white people. I'm just saying that you had a powerful black man in a position to do some do some real good for his for his legacy through here from here on out. So I like when Tiger Woods fucked up, but. You have a black man that presented himself to this to the world as an angel. Like Bill Cosby could do no wrong. I mean, Ghost Dad, bro. Come on. I know you like Ghost Dad. <laughs> I mean, and, and be honest with you, like I wasn't the biggest it, it's funny how your your um, point of reference wasn't even the, the Cosby show. That it was it wasn't dad. the Huxtables. It was Ghost Dad. It was Ghost Dad, bro. Ghost Dad was that was epic, though. I love Ghost Dad, bro. But I mean, don't get me wrong. The Cosby show built careers. You know, the Cosby show was was a part of black culture that you can't you you can't you can't deny that it was good for black culture because it put that positive image on the screen. And with Bill Cosby being on the screen as this positive black role model, he had to know what the consequences would have been if his lifestyle was exposed. Whether he drugged these women or not, his lifestyle that he lived was eventually going to be exposed in either a documentary or a biopic about his life. And who's going to play Bill Cosby in a biopic? Who would you choose? 
to just go chit chat with both. That's what I was exactly what I was going to say. Everybody. He just played everybody else. You might as well play Bill Cosby too. Fuck it. But no, I mean, in, in all seriousness, I laugh at Bill Cosby because I'm like, bro, you're one of those. You're one of those same people as an adult that's constantly. I talked about these people last week. You're constantly trying to tell me how to live my life, but look how you're living yours. I'm laughing at you, bro. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't feel sorry for Jared from Subway. You knew what y'all was doing from. You y'all knew what, y'all knew what doing. you were doing was wrong. Come man. on, man. I mean, I had those instances in my life where I knew what I was doing was wrong. You don't. Nobody feels sorry for me. They laugh. They laugh at me. Right. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you because you're 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 rich or you're funny. No, you, I don't. For what? I don't. You're it, uh, human. At the end of the day, you're no better than I am. Exactly. And um, I I just we're in a we're in a time where. To be a hypocrite is a big thing now. And like people are such hypocrites that they don't even know it anymore. And it, it it's funny to me because like going back to the Kavanaugh versus King case, it's funny to me to way the way sexual assault is this it's this buzzword now. Sexual assault, rape. It's this buzzword. And it's like Nobody wants to think of, nobody wants to do the hard work. Nobody wants to investigate. Nobody wants to dig deeper anymore. Because like you said not too long ago, what the fuck is a book? I mean, when you pick up a book, it requires you to actually sit there and actually put words together. And these words are going to come to, they're going to they're gonna make, they're going to draw this picture in your head. But now people don't want to do that. They just focus on one headline, one buzzword, and then that's it. You know, it's like, oh, sexual assault. Oh, a woman said sexual assault, man. We we got we got we have to verbally assault this man. We got to tear this man down. If there is no there is there is no reason about that anymore. No. Why the question of the day is why would she make that up? For what reason? Why For would what this reason? woman come out of the woodworking to come at you? Okay. This of is all where... people to come at you. There's plenty of people that are more powerful than you, but she came out of woodworking to come at you. Okay, now let's just. I know that we don't have a lot of this in, the, in a lot of this thing that this word I'm about to say in this society, but I'm, I want everybody to use common sense. And I know I know it's a hard thing to do. Common sense isn't so common. Exactly. So therefore, you ask the question of why this guy, you know, good and goddamn well why this guy is because Trump appointed this man to the fucking Supreme Court chair and the Democrats are trying to block him. It is that simple. No matter who would have got appointed to that motherfucking chair, as long as it was as long as it was Mr. Grab by the Pussy Trump, <laughs> y'all was finna outrage. Are y'all outraging with with how do I say with logic? Hmm, maybe 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 you're right to 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 oppose Kavanaugh. I don't know. I don't know enough about this man's, you know, credibility, his history, although during the hearing he 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 claims he was a hooper. To me, he don't look like a hooper. I, I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of people that claim they was. Yeah, some I, he don't look like a hooper to me. He there's there's like, levels to this hoop shit. And then he says he loves beer. So I just don't know loving beer, being a hooper, and just just being this credible guy. I just they don't always go hand in hand. Cause I know me and you personally know some beer drinking niggas that hoop, and they not the most credible of niggas. But that's neither here nor there. My thing is. You gotta you you gotta come you gotta come at this situation with with a with a with an objective mind, and I don't believe that the people opposing him are are capable of that. And when I say the people opposing him are opposing him, I'm talking about 
public opinion people, the people that are in the outskirts, people on Instagram and Twitter that don't know shit, but they have an opinion. And, and most people know what they can do with their opinions. But um, the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I don't know if the man guilty, and I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if this woman is lying, but all I know is she's risking her career just as much as she's, he's risking his. Like, to be 100 with you, if I was in this situation and I felt like I did something like this, I'd have been like, bro, Trump, I'm be honest with y'all, ain't want that seat, bro, because if, if you put me in that seat, skeletons are going to come out the closet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't want those skeletons out there. But this man is like, you know what? Like I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go to battle because I know I didn't do nothing wrong. So I kind of take that as you know that's that's more courageous to me than what she's doing. And let me and before I get heat on this, I want to just be I want I'm gonna I want to give you a scenario. Remember what Cameron said that he if he stayed next door to a well, what did Cameron say he would do if he stayed next door to a murderer? <laughs> he said he would move. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't call the cops or anything like that. He said he would move. He said he would move. And, and to be honest with you, would you call that cowardly or would you say that was heroic as far as the, the stop snitching movement goes? Wait, cowardly and heroic are my only two choices. <laughs> like, oh, what's your, I call it minding my own damn business. That, that, that's fine. All right, minding your own business. All right. People might say that these are two extremes, but let's just get this right here. I know that I have a... Uh, a sex offender staying next door to me. I know his name. I know where he lived. I know his face. I know everything about him. And this sex offender, the reason I know he's a sex offender is because he molested my son. All right. So this same sex offender is sitting next door to me, but I'm scared. I don't want to I don't want to bring this sex offender to light. You know why I don't want to bring this sex offender to the light? Because he's a sheriff. He's a sheriff for the county. I'm like, fuck. I don't want to bring this sex offender to light. He the sheriff for the county. I don't know what he can do to me. They not going to believe me. They, they not going to believe him. me, especially since he the sheriff for the county. But he just molested my son yesterday. You know, my son said it. Why would my son make it up? You know, I don't, he, he don't have no kids over there. He got a rapey van or whatever. It's a lot of shit at this moment that I can prove right now if I were to go to the authorities to say, hey, this sheriff next door to me molested my son Y'all need to investigate this man. And even if y'all don't necessarily put him on trial now, open up an investigation on him and keep an eye on him just in case he does it again. No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move away. And then 36 years later. <laughs> after he'd retired. After, then I'm going to bring it to the light. Jay, in those 36 years, what could have happened? Got wiser, got older. Got smarter. No, no, no. What could have happened to the kids in the neighborhood where that sheriff was? Oh, that number could have increased. 36 years of what? 36 years of other people out there possibly that could be that could be assaulted by this man. And I'm probably one of the only people that know that he's a sex offender. But I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to mind my business. I'm going to move away. And for 36 years, I'm putting thousands and thousands of kids at risk. Because I'm scared. I'm scared of what he can do to me. Yeah. Rather than, you know, stepping up to the plate and just be like, hey, you know, I know that this is a risk, but I'm going to expose this man. And once again, I ain't mad at Dr. King. I ain't never been sexually assaulted, but I'm really mad at the people that are throwing the word hero around loosely. And I just kind of feel like 
I watch Marvel movies. <laughs> I know what a hero is. Well, also, I don't you think got, they you got to think of, of that, that day and age as well. Go ahead. 30, 35 years ago, you know, I would say the balance of power shit was way more towards a man than it is. Now. Remember, black people just got rights 50 years ago. Of course. It's, it's, it wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, until that point, when did, when did women's rights kick in? The 50s. The 50s and 60s. 50s and 60s? Yeah. So it hasn't been that long that black people and women have had equal rights. This is the 80s, though. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. even in the 80s, it's kind of like it's still new. Understand. Like, like even 50 years ago, black rights are still there new. Was, there was ne- te- technically no rape culture back then either. Yeah. It, it was just kind of like you you still get the, oh, well, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have put yourself in this situation. And which there was, there was no that. blame for the man. It was just like, oh, well, you shouldn't have, you should have did, did better. Once again, in the culture that they built, yeah, <laughs> just saying. It, it is called once again in the culture that they built, and they go to these parties knowing that gang rapes happen, knowing what the situation is. I mean, I really feel like these are irresponsible children, and it's crazy because they're technically they're they're adults. Like you, you got college graduates. I'm talking about in Ivy League schools. This is this is our Ivy League America. This is what we would want our black kids to be a part of. If you got, if you had a child and they had an an offer from Yale, Stanford, Harvard, shit, you going crazy. Yeah. Th- this is where we want them to go, and we want them to think like them. Like you telling me that the the premier doctors of our country can't, they don't know how to, they don't know how to handle a a, a rape case. <laughs> don't know how to control themselves. They Not handle a rape case. Come they don't know on, how to control they don't, themselves. Come on, y'all out here getting gang raped? Shit, y'all, shit, y'all worse than us. Like, I don't hear about black girls going to parties getting gang raped. So I'm, I'm just saying, bro, like, we, we're using the word hero loosely. And once again, I mean, I could, I could, I could, uh, I could throw To Kill a Mockingbird at you. <laughs> like, we know what happened to Kill a Mockingbird, fiction or not. I mean, that was a parallel to reality back in the day. And in To Kill a Mockingbird, they, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of flack that came from that book was due to the fact that. In the end, the white man was the hero. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that shit, but that was the reality, though. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not you know get to the point in society in, in, where in that culture, as quickly as you become the villain, you can also become the hero. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. This this man had no reason. He he they could have got Thurgood Marshall in there to to defend this man. They they could have made a movie where a black man defended a you know a, a black uh, a black man, and it was possible. They they've done it before. Mm-hmm. But they chose to go that route because they what they wanted to do was they wanted to they wanted to translate a message to the public that hey, public opinion is irrelevant in a situation like this. There's a due process. You know, this white woman is accusing this man of rape and we need to get the evidence. Legit. We need to get legit evidence. That's how that's how a rape case works. See to me this is not a rape case that we're witnessing as Americans. We're just witnessing a circus. Literally a circus. Because if this was actually a rape case, this man will be facing jail time, and he's not. You know what's going to happen if he doesn't get confirmed? He's going to go back to his plush lifestyle. He's going to go back to buying his frat boys tickets to to Boston to Boston Red Sox game and living his best life. I'm still going to have this high paying job. So, so once again, you're not witnessing a real trial here. You're witnessing a circus that really means nothing, and all it does is it just further and further tears America apart. And that's once again, that's why I feel like America. We're already in the dark days. We're in the dark days where people have removed all logic and common sense from 
from situations that require rationality and patience. We don't have that anymore. No. Like, empathetic human beings in America? Nigga, please. <laughs> Compassionate? That's, that's, that's not what we about. Man, please. That, 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 sh- peaceful human beings are a dying breed. Like, there are no MLKs out there, bro. There, uh, there are no Gandhis out there. It's just not happening anymore. It's either you're with me or against me. You know, um, I, I wanted to get on your ass yesterday. Uh, I don't need to say no home or a pause, but <laughs> <laughs> when you said that Kanye's album still didn't drop. <laughs> I was just stating the facts, B. You you stated the facts, but um we gotta stop we gotta stop waiting on niggas like Kanye, bro. <laughs> like you gotta stop waiting, period. In, the, in a situation like that, Kanye gonna do what Kanye do. I, I really it really bothers me when like I don't hate any celebrity. I don't care about them. Like that's that I think that is the that is one of the worst things that we've become now. Like we become this this we're super judgmental against things that don't even matter. Like Kanye West ain't finna do nothing for you today or tomorrow. The only thing Kanye West is doing is is trying to create something that a bunch of people don't understand because he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to uh to, to translate the message. Bottom line, like I'm not a dummy. Like mm-hmm. I didn't watch the SNL shit, but I'm pretty sure that he's already explained one time already. He wears the MAGA hat to basically, and for you idiots out there that get triggered by a red hat with four words on it, you really need to evaluate yourselves because that is a problem when you when you see somebody doing no Kanye is doing no harm to anybody. Like it's a big difference between seeing a swastika and a and a and a fucking guy with a with a white cone head. Like he's coming to your neighborhood to cause problems. Yeah. I need you to be triggered. You know he <laughs> hates you. Exactly. But a nigga in a fucking MAGA hat, why would a black person in a MAGA hat come to you and do you any harm? Just saying. It's a fucking piece of cloth with four words on it. And we're so hypersensitive that we see that and we're like, fuck him. Fuck him. We're gonna throw shit at him. Yeah, like, like, like nobody, nobody ever said that Make America Great Again was the new neo-Nazi. The media has. The media has made that what it means, even though it's not even an original quote. It's not even original. I keep telling people like, like this was people, Bush and Reagan. When people are, are, are rocking the swastikas and the lightning bolts, it's like, I hate blacks, I hate spicks, I hate Jews. You know, there is hatred behind it. Of you course. know why. Of course, this you you just you just put that out. There. The liberal media didn't do that when Ronald Reagan and George Bush had "Make America Great Again" as their slogan. That was literally a 1982 fucking slogan for Ronald Reagan and and, and George H. W. Bush, and that was never what that meant. But the minute Donald Trump gets in office, these irrational, I need you to think for me, motherfucking puppets, have gotten to the point where they see that and they're like, "Oh my God." M-A-G-A? Oh, that means Nazi. Nah, bruh. M-A-G-A and N-A-Z-I are two fucking different things. Trust me. Trust me. The, if, 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 and if it goes down in history that they end up being more They more will because liberals going to win. You can call me wrong and yeah. I'll eat that crow. Yeah, I mean, but the, the victors are going to write history. And I, I think the winners, the victors looking 20, 30 years from now is going to be women. 
I think women are going to win, and I think they're going to write what what it, they're going to write what it is. That's what they want. You can tell. You can tell. And when I say women, I don't mean I don't mean you know vagina and boobs. I mean there's there are some people out there with penises that identify as women too, and that's what they act like. So that's what I you know like like Cory Booker. He's he's a senator. I think he's one mm-hmm. of the senators. He he he's a white knight, and I see people like him, and I think that's a woman. <laughs> because at the end of the day, like I see him and I know that he's going to be out there. Oh, I'm champion for black rights and all this stuff. But I imagine if he had a daughter and he seen somebody like me, or you try to talk to his daughter. It wouldn't happen. Yeah, bro. I'm, it, I'm okay to a certain extent. Uh, is what he'd say. I'm just saying, though, like I know, I know for a fact that we label the coons and the uncle Tom's as the ones that don't think like us, don't dress like us or don't, you know, they don't come from the same neighborhood as us. But at the same time, as long as they're supposedly, you know, supposedly, quote unquote, fighting your fight, then, you know, they real. But I'm like, nah, bro, that's that's the TV face that they put on. You know, a real motherfucker when you go in the household and you see him behind closed doors, turn off the cameras. You know, let's let's talk on a personal level yeah, let, let's and talk. let's see how 100 he is. Because I bet you most of the people he fucking on a day to day basis are white people, oh, yeah. white politicians. And he ain't fucking with a lot of blacks. And the only blacks he's fucking with are probably the blacks that got, they got, they they internally white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got white values. Because when it's all said and done, unlike what Kanye West is doing, like people see Kanye West. I really think that, like, I know people are stupid, but I don't see how, if Kanye wanted to win back black people, like, if this was his whole thing, like, if he really wanted to win back black, black people, what would Kanye do? He would just say, fuck Trump, right? That's the easiest way to do it, right? Renounce Trump, yeah. Just just agree with black people. You're going to win black people back, right? I mean, he already he already did the, I woke up out of the sunken place kind which, of narrative. Which, that don't mean nothing. That like, means nothing. It, the sunken place is, again, another fictional place that we've made up and applied to life, such as Wakanda. Exactly. Created by a biracial guy that has a white wife. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's what gets me like, when you're biracial, and it doesn't matter if your wife, whatever your wife is, when you're biracial, how come you just completely denounce one side of your being? <laughs> they don't. How, how do you just like say, you know what, I I I am half white, but fuck it, nigga. nigga. <laughs> exactly. Like that's that's how it works. Because if you want to, because today in today's pop culture, you know the minorities control it. Like so, if it's popping, that means it's probably. Is probably okayed in the amongst the blacks, and when I say that, I mean amongst the blacks, black majority that are are hip and on Instagram and on Twitter and shit. Black Twitter, like as long as it's cool with them, that's what it matters. See, black Twitter in the streets of Greenspoint are two different things because there's a lot of niggas in the streets of Greenspoint that don't know what the fuck is going on on Twitter. Facts. You ask a nigga that you ask a nigga in fifth ward right now who Brett Kavanaugh is, he might be like, nigga, what? Like what, nigga? I'm trying to go to work. Like I got, a, I got a family to provide for. Like I'm not worried about Brett Kavanaugh. I'm not worried about this other shit that you're talking about. Like, cause that shit doesn't matter in the whole, in the whole, in the in the whole aspect. Like that shit is irrelevant to your average everyday American that's trying to provide for a family. So, my thing is, see, I know that most people that we deal with on a day to day basis aren't that intelligent because I feel like it's so easy to win them over. And I really feel like if if Kanye was out here just trying to further his brand and trying to you know make himself um, necessarily relevant, I don't think that he would he would want to incorporate hate. 
I mean, I think that at the end of the day, any common sense person would be like, he he's doing something that he just ain't built for. Like, I, I understand what he's doing, but he's just going about it the wrong way, especially when you're dealing with ignorant motherfuckers like black Twitter, <laughs> black Facebook. Like, you're going to lose, dude. Like, you just got to just... Honestly, I think I think one of the smartest approaches to it is Michael Jordan's approach. <laughs> just stay out. Just of it. stay the fuck out just the way, bro. Just stay out of it. Niggas still gonna kill each other over your shit. <laughs> you still, still gonna make money. Over Jordans? Uh, shit. I mean, niggas kill over Yeezys. I, I tried to come up on some Yeezys a couple weekends. Niggas, the same niggas that call them a coon just wasn't a thirty-year-old adult decision. I, I, don't, I just don't think that they look. I've never been a fan of his shoes because they just I, I don't like I don't like shoes that are like socks. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, no, I can so, see that. You know, but yeah, man, uh, do better, bro. Don't be waiting on Yandy. Who gives a fuck? When it comes out, it comes out. But you I got like, Apple Music. You're gonna listen to it. I like music. I understand. And I'm at the like, low key. Uh, Eddie Briscoe's wife put me on that Marsha Ambrosia album. Nyla. Oh yeah, she's she's nice. She's dope. That album is dope. Yeah, she's she's unique. I mean. I mean, I, I would put her in a box in a box with um. <sighs> oh, and I finally got around to the Janelle Monae "Dirty Computer." Well, that's a that's a dope album too. But if you listen to the album, you you hear a lot of you know man bashing and you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's, cool, de- it's, it's definitely a woman it's cool, empowerment though. album. You know, you know, it's cool though because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this that's where we are in this era. We're not we're not in the this is not a unified era that we're in. Ten years from now, looking back at this era, we're gonna see how divided it is. And only thing that's gonna come come from this era is what happens when you divide a nation, and like that's where we are. Like we're trying to get back to a divided times of the '60s and '70s. That's what we want to do. Like people need to understand that in the '70s, like um, I talked about this on the show before when those um when those kids at Kent at uh, Kent State um, in Washington when yeah. they got killed, like like that changed shit like dramatically, like because. Humans are very toxic, and in order to get something, or get a message through them, like something like that is gonna have to happen. I keep saying, like, I don't want to see it happen, but it's gonna take a Kanye West getting assassinated or a Trump getting assassinated for somebody out there to be like, okay, something ain't right. We going, we going about things the wrong way. Like MLK had to die, X had to die, because like those, we needed those those cosmic shifts to 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 basically. Settle society down because we we're we're stupid, bro. Like <laughs> in a group, we're stupid, bro. It's that it's that simple, man. Like I've always agreed with the Joker on his on his take when he was on that boat. Come on, man. Everybody knows that if this was a real life situation, man. I'm hey, we're pushing the button quick, man. Let's be up. Let's be Me serious. Shit, care about you that much? Shit, I was watching World War Z the other day. Man, that shit is accurate as fuck. Niggas, ship shit go down the streets or wherever. Niggas ain't worried about you. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, that's what it all boils down to. That is a natural fucking instinct. People running around here acting like they, like they really give a damn about any of this shit. When it all come down to it, most people on, on this motherfucking planet, they worry about two things. They trying to survive, which means getting that money. And they want to make sure that their family good, which still means getting that money. <laughs> That's all I care about. Speaking of caring about things, I realized something that you said a couple weeks ago, and it's been hitting me hard lately too. I am really out here living like I'm immortal. 
I'm out here really like I've got all the time in the world. Can't be doing that shit, bro. I really am out here just, you know, eh, it'll happen when it happens. Eh, you know, mm-hmm. eh, yeah. I'm really out here living that way. Mm-mm. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you if anybody has ever lived forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They stop checking in eventually. Yeah, you huh? know, shit. Niggas. Everybody they know, everybody they know, gone is like I don't mess with these new niggas. Straight up, <laughs> I don't blame them. I don't fuck with these new niggas either. But um, man, like you can't sit around thinking that shit is just gonna just fold out for you like a red carpet. I mean, because even that red carpet needs a little push too. So, I, I mean, in my mindset when I was saying that was like. You gotta when you take even when you go gambling, like your your risk gotta be calculated. Like you can't just be out there taking uncalculated risk. And that's why I say, um, homegirl, she posted a a question. She was like, "What is one of the most annoying things about dating?" And um, and it got me thinking. Like you know, in all honesty, like the reality of dating today is 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 that calculated risk that you gotta think about. So. Oh, yeah. Straight up, like so. If you're if you're actually dating somebody, I'll, I keep. I mean, I sound like a broken record, but if you're if you're out here dating somebody, like their reality that they, that they give you on the first date is their reality, and probably nothing gonna change about that. You can't be out here thinking that. Okay, I'm in this situation. Once again, it's a calculated risk. I'm at the crap table. I'm shooting dice, and my dice, both my dice, weigh the same. So therefore. If I'm not mistaken, you got it's six and six on both, right? Yeah. So me sitting here rolling these dice ain't finna give me any other odds but the odds that are given to me or given to anybody else when they have two dice in their hand. And just because I think it real hard, <laughs> it don't <laughs> matter, bro. Seven. Nigga, hobos walk up to the table all the time shaking that bitch real hard like, man, I need these seven. Nah, bro. That is a calculated risk that you are taking. And I'm a dummy. I don't know math like that, but I'm just going to say, I mean, you, you, it's a good chance that you can hit snake eyes. It's a, it's a good chance that you could, you can, you can hit any number of whatever and be off the table. You may not hit your point that first time. And if you don't hit that point that first time, what does that mean? You have a one in whatever chance of hitting, like you got to know the risk that you're taking. And with human beings, in my opinion, my opinion, it's a lot easier with human beings if you just accept reality. So if you're in a situation where you know that you're dealing with a toxic person or you're dealing with a person that tells you, you know, hey, uh, you know, I don't like lasagna. I don't like Olive Garden. But you know what? No, matter of fact, he's telling you or they're telling you, I don't like Olive Garden. I don't like lasagna. I don't like any of this shit. And they keep telling you that over and over again. If that one thing is so important to you that you feel like, man, I can't deal with a person that doesn't like Italian food. Well, guess what? Leave them alone. <laughs> like, They're not going to one day and be like, you know what? I really do like Italian food. I don't know what I've been missing the past 34 years of my life. Oh, God. People are going to think, oh, people are not that exposable. Or people are not that disposable, whatever you want to say. But shit, y'all niggas show out here acting like it. Because that's why the dating game is trash now. Because more than likely... When you're dating somebody, they got somebody right there in a holster. It's somebody there. It's somebody on the in the clip. That's that is where we are now within the dating game. You have to understand that you're dating more than likely if you're especially if you're going if you're being real shallow and you're going after the most attractive person with the most that gets the most likes on Instagram and has a has a, a huge following. Like 
you have to understand that those are the odds. That is a calculated risk you are taking when you're dealing with somebody that is a heavy social media user, that is highly attractive, and it is what it is. The reality is you are taking a huge fucking risk. And when you fail, you can only be mad at yourself. I mean, a lot of people are going to probably take their anger out on, on the other person, but I'm sorry, man. You just, just got to be mad at yourself at that point. I, I don't know what Jay has going on over here, but he's giving me this look like he's about to die. No, no, I'm not about to die. I'm slightly buzzed, but I'm not oh, about okay, to die. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm here. I'm still here. I'm okay, still here. I'm here. Okay. But yeah, man, uh, so yeah, but don't, don't be out here living like you're immortal, man. You got to be out here living like there are... How many people are in this fucking country? Too goddamn many. Exactly. There are options. Like, there's plenty of fish in the sea, man. I don't care what fish you want. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, what was that? Uh, what, what was that question that you posted on um on the on the IG account? The uh oh, with the list, and what would you add to this list? Oh yeah, you know. And and I made the comment, you know, to live in the moment. Definitely. Because a lot of us are you. And hold on, hold looking. on, just to, just to, just to jump back, just so y'all, you know, if y'all don't follow the IG page, um. Uh, um, if y'all don't follow the IG page, I did pose a question asking about, you know, daily self-care tips. That's what and, it uh, was. Yeah, and um, basically, um, I actually got that from um, from Russell Brand, and he basically, he gave some Really? Pretty... That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he... I mean, just because people look at Russell Brand as being a slob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny, man. <laughs> just saying, they do. They just look yeah. at him being, you know, weird, just slop kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they were pretty basic shit, like meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally say, you know, get a healthy amount of sleep, exercise. Um, you know, cleanliness is important. Like, you know, daily self-care tips, like groom your fucking self. Like you go to the gym, guess what? You need deodorant. Like there's, <laughs> it's just, it's just those things that when you show that self-care for yourself, people are going to see you and be like, oh, he respects himself. Or she respects himself, so herself. You know, it's it's very important to take care of yourself. That way, the energy you give out to the world is not is not you know they're, they're not gonna see your aura as shitty. So when you put live in the moment, I was like, yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah, because I, I oftentimes I feel like, and this ties into the whole um, dream scenario I mentioned earlier, is that we feel like we're we're too busy looking back to go forward, and I, I felt like that at times that I'm too busy looking back to go forward. And so, just kind of enjoying that moment. And if it feels good in that moment, as long as it's not rapey, you know, enjoy that. Like, like, because all you have is this moment. You can't go back and change anything that happened in the past. You just have this moment that's going to affect your future. So, if you feel like, you, hey, I need to go to bed now so I can get seven hours of sleep because that's going to affect my immediate future, you need to do that. Straight up. And, and, and that goes back to what I was just saying. Like, if you're sitting there... If you're, I guess you can, um, I think people need to, these days people need to change, treat dating as if it's speed dating. If you're speed dating, you're not going to be sitting at the table with that person too long if a lot of y'all interests don't, don't match up. Or if they just have a few, those few bad habits could turn into many bad habits. Like, stop, stop latching on to people to the point where you just, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's almost like a, a obsession or, uh, the type of hole that, only super glue could be, you know, capable of that gorilla glue type of attachment. Like, stop it. Like, you don't need anybody to that extent. You only need yourself to that extent. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you're really all you have. So make sure that your decisions are good decisions. 
Train yourself to be a good decision maker. And also to refer back to one of our older episodes, stop tripping on the dumb shit. Like if you're not gonna worry about it in 72 hours, I suggest you don't trip on it. Kanye, you <laughs> like you really? make it you make it mountains out of molehills tripping on the dumb shit. For what? Don't you, add, you know no what? You know life. what? You wouldn't got something to eat, and you asked me what I wanted. Now, now I'm mad. Why? Why? People, I are, went. To, I went to Subway. You didn't even want Subway. And if, and if you wanted some, you know, just you know, you can use that thing right under your nose. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. They they do they do produce sounds that that might come out like you know words <laughs> that other people can understand. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, I don't know what language you speak. That, that mind reading is is a son uh, of a bitch. Man, like I said, man, life could be simple, but we are we are going against um, we're going against. Man, mankind's natural stupidity these stupidity these days, man. It's 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 hard out here for to me, um, for people that consider themselves intellectuals, people that consider themselves reasonable. Um, I guess one of my last questions I want to ask for a day is, um, from a sociological aspect, how would you describe yourself? Like if you, because one of the one of the big debates that we have going on today behind the scenes, a lot of people might not know about is, people are saying that individuality is a bad thing. Believe it or not, that is actually an argument that is going on amongst the intellectuals in America and across the globe. Like they're really saying that being an individual is what really hurts society, and we need to we we should be more prone to groupthink, and we we should be more aligned with our groups. So, even from that mindset, where do you put yourself? Because I I value individuality. So, as an individual, or even as a group. What would you put yourself, Mr. Brooks? What are the categories? <laughs> I mean, shit, I mean, just, like I said, that's why I say from a sociological aspect, like, I mean, how would you describe yourself in a in a sophisticated sense? Like, don't be like, oh, you know, I'm 100. My nigga, I mean, like, be like. <laughs> what does 100 mean? <laughs> like, exactly, like, be professional. Like, if you were in a job interview and mm-hmm. you had to describe yourself um, to a, if you were at, a, at the hearing, if you were Brett Kavanaugh yeah. and they asked you about your, where do you see yourself in society? Like, where do you stand and how do you think people view you as an individual? I would like for people to view me as um, somebody that they look for the same qualities in themselves. Somebody that's honest, somebody that's loyal, that's somebody that values friendship, that values relationships, um, somebody that's genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the, the the quick hit words that I would think of. I like the I like genuine. I say I, I think you know I think genuine is good. Um, I, 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 the reason I'm asking this question not only because it's a it's a it's an ongoing topic. I'm actually asking this question because um, we're always asking people what we want from a partner, and a lot of times we don't even look within ourselves for what we want from a partner. And um, if if I'm not mistaken, um, I know I. I I'm not sure if I posed the question or I may have, may have been a quote that just came out of my head where I was like, you know, you got to understand that, you know, you got some fucked up traits, too. Oh, Basically, yeah. There's definitely know, some flaws. You know, we, we got fucked up traits, too. It's not always just the other person. And um, like me, my me personally, myself is like I, I really feel myself. I, I'm a, I would definitely describe myself as a common sense person. I feel like I'm pretty logical and I feel like um, I try to pray. I, I try to be fair as much as possible. And um 
and it, I definitely would say genuine too because um, at the end of the day, you know, I have no reason to be fake with people. Like I really, I try to remove myself from situations where I, where I even feel myself needing to be fake unless it's in a professional setting. I mean, as a customer service person or as a, as a, as a person that goes from bank to bank like yourself, I'm pretty sure you got to be fake from time to time if you don't want to get fired. Oh, yeah. So, that, that's definitely some fakeness, but it, it's still genuine, though. Yeah, ex- exactly. It might be fake, but, you know, I'm genuinely... Being fake about it. Being fake about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean... It's kind of it, like, I'm, I'm trying to find this real quick, where um, what I was telling you, what Greg posted, what he said, you know, besides family and significant others, how many good men do you know? Got to define good. And then there was a lot of comments, and, you know, people say... Good to who? LL me? None of them. And then he goes, well, there's a difference between a good man and a perfect man. That's true, too. And a lot of people are out there looking for perfection. I mean. Looking for somebody that has zero flaws to take in your flawed ass. Exactly. And that goes, that goes many, both ways. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm not just saying that women are looking for men that are flawless and men are looking for women. It goes both ways. And you're bring, you got to have a realization that I'm coming into this situation with some flaws. So I can't expect this person to come in this situation to be completely flawless. It, it's similar to a situation that most people get into today that people get into relationships not understanding that one person is going to love the other person more than the other. And it makes me think, you know, you're going to go into a situation where you may have more flaws than the other person. You may not have your shit together like the other person. Like, so it, it, it looking on a bar graph, your bar graph may be an inch higher than the other person's in a certain category. Um, from a relationship point of view, you just have to understand that when you're dealing with two people, you're bringing different types of baggage. And um, to even think a person could be perfect is foolish. It's ridiculous. Like, I think there's always going to be something about that person that you don't like. There's always there's something about my friends that I don't like. There's something about my parents that I don't like. There's something about my siblings that I just don't like. Nobody I know in my life is flawless, but I love these people despite their flaws. That's why that's why Disney movies were from a from a from a global perspective were damaging for everybody. Once once Disney movies got so so um how do I say so so far left and just just outrageously fairy taleish, it, it it damaged a lot of us because I really do believe that 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 uh happily ever after that Prince Charming mindset is still embedded in a lot of little girls and boys when it comes to relationships. And that's that's bad within itself. If you're bringing that trait or that mindset, if you're bringing that mindset and that immaturity into a relationship, that's something that needs to be checked too. Like, I'm just personally not an advocate of damaged people trying to date damaged people thinking that these two damaged people are going to get together and and make some type of holy matrimony. It's not happening. But at this point in, in life, like who isn't damaged? I mean, damaged from a from a from a point of view of not even accepting the damage. Oh, like, okay. You got a lot of people to, out to there. run around here thinking like, oh no, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm it's, good. It's, it's oh, always I'm good. The it's other always person. the other person. Like, yeah. stop it. Like, that's a that's the type of damage that's almost beyond repair. I'm talking about if you're if you're so arrogant to the fact that you are not even good yourself, that's a problem. Like. I mean, and once again, like I said, what is good? Like, even when I went to the outlet party and you know, the topic party I told you about when I'm sitting there like looking at everybody basically talking about they were raised wrong. And I'm like, like, what, what would you have done differently that a person, 
first of all, what's what's a better way you would raise yourself? Because you know everything that's right. That's what that's one of the reasons why I just don't identify with so many people these days. Like the arrogance in people of thinking that they can do better than somebody that was doing it for the first time. My nigga, y'all parents were just doing this for the first time. Like it's not, and I'm not saying, oh, you're the third born, so they're you know like you're the third born, so she had two other shit. No, you had a different personality. You, she was raising a different being with a different personality. She was up against a different task for the first time. And your dad was too. Or if your single parent was dealing with it, that single parent was up against a task for the first time in their life. Dealing with an INTJ or an ENTJ type of person. Like, your personality was different. They have never dealt with it before. And also, that's their first time being a parent. Trying to have a family. You know how hard it is out here to actually be a a regular person, an adult, but your fucking self, and not only have to raise an adult. Mm-hmm. I think that is just that was when I when I heard that, like it it left a bad taste in my mouth because I was like, the people in here are just so unappreciative, and for them to think that they're if they really really feel that way, then I feel sorry for them. And their parents basically did do a bad job. Yeah, because I I would I would never even want my son to think like, oh, because he's not heavily involved with his mom, that his mom's a terrible person. People just don't know how to do a certain job. It and like it ain't like they quit. They they stuck with it to the end. It ain't it's a difference between somebody just abandoning you and then somebody constantly trying and trying and trying and trying and failing. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one do you appreciate more? Like that, I feel like that's a that's a that's a huge thing. I, I, I think trying goes a long way. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Even even though people today see trying as not enough, it just goes to show how entitled we are. Like. Who are we to say that when somebody's doing something for the first time that trying is not enough? Mm-hmm. Like that is crazy. Like that is they're, all they're we can do. They're figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, nobody figures something out and it's perfect. We do you understand that we get one trial? That's it ain't even a trial. We just get we get this one chance. That's it. Like <laughs> no, nobody left the blueprint to life for me. Nah, man. We just do. We all out here doing our best, man. And to be heavily criticized for something that like being a parent and for your kids to look at you like you're a failure. Oh man. I, that's why I say, man, dark days, dark days. It's it's scary out here, man. It is very scary. And like I ha- I had I was having this conversation. I don't know if it was last week or whenever, but it's like you know what quality like if parents raise a bad child, mm-hmm. quote unquote bad child. And this child gets on drugs and they commit crimes or whatever, but they have children. So then those grandparents are set up to raise those children. That she, she asked me, like, do you feel that those people have, like, those grandparents have, like, oh, I messed up one kid. I'm going to mess up these other kids. And my, I was like, no. Like, you can do the best you can, and your kids can still go astray. Like, you can have three kids and one of them mess up and then be like, no, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm this good at, at raising kids. Like, people are going to make their own decisions in life. It's going to happen. So I can't hold you, I can't be accountable for the decisions that you made. So don't ever say, well, you made me do this. You Unless I specifically said, hey, do this, and you specifically listen to me. But still then, you still have the choice of not listening free to will. me. Free will. Your free will is always there. <laughs> Whether you believe in God or not, there are Ten Commandments laid out. And if you if you choose to go against those Ten Commandments, that was your free will doing that. Um, I went to actually, I, I did actually go watch, I watched Hellfest yesterday. And um, it's not worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. The ending was uh, and I don't this spoiler alert, but the ending was was funny to me because um, at the end of the day you don't you don't get a lot of slasher films anymore, and this was a slasher film, and it basically puts you in the mind state of have you ever been to a haunted house? 
Yep. That's all it was was a haunted house. It was an extreme haunted house where a part of the haunted house, they can touch you. So, for lack of a better term, it was on some uh, some white people shit. <laughs> no, <But>, uh, <laughs> know how they do in, in, in those yeah, movies. It was out there trick. It was, it was only one black girl in the film. But, uh, no, I mean, the end of it was, um, it basically revealed who the killer was. And the funny part about it, the killer was a family man. It was like, whoa. He's, he's just bored. I'm like, going to go wild out. Let me go wild out. Bruh, that's, I mean, one day he gets caught. Let's say he gets caught. Are his parents going to look like failures? I mean, I don't know. I mean, because the, the reason he was a failure, because I mean, his daughter was like ecstatic to see him. And it was like, whoa, what the fuck? They're, just, they're killing people. But he goes home to this little girl and like, she thinks the world of him. And I mean, at the end of the day, even this sociopath serial killer is capable of raising a loving child, but who's to say that he's doing a good job or who, how does it work? It's, it's, we don't know because if you look at, if you look at the history of a lot of serial killers and a lot of murderers, period, man, a lot of them, a lot of them beat loving family men and where do they go wrong? Shit, we don't know, but we know one thing, they went wrong on their own terms. You know what I mean? They had their breaking point. That's why I'm excited for the Joker movie because hopefully it gets to that to, to the point where it, it tells you what Joker's breaking point is. And we all what, have, what made him go? Yeah, we we we, we used it in trouble before. I mean, all it takes is one bad day, you know. So in why do people do fucked up shit? I, I don't know, but I know for one thing, and just to get into words of advice, I do it real fast. I just I feel like. You, you, we as a society, we as a people have to stop, you know, casting that stone like we're just perfect. Like we just we 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 walk through this life that we're gonna live hopefully for seventy five plus years, thinking that we shit rainbows and we just there is nothing flawed about us to the point where we're just heavily judging people that we don't even know. Like we don't know what makes people tick. We're not even psychologists, so we can't even, even if we were psychologists, who are we to actually sit there and, and criticize people for the actions that they take, especially when they really genuinely feel like they're doing good? In the obvious situations, clearly don't be a dumbass out there and be like, oh, uh, you know, the jihadist is bombing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and my point is, somebody out there thinking that they're doing something for the greater good, and what are you doing? Right, <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. You know, like make make sure your room is clean before you Ooh. out there trying to. You know, I like that. I, just, you know, I stole that, but <laughs> but yeah, man, that's all I got, man. You know what? I ain't got no words of advice. Oh wow, that is rare. I have nothing. 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 You ain't gonna tell us that at the casinos? I'm not gonna tell you to stay at the casino because so, fuck it. Sometimes you gotta live a little. Oh, you gotta live a little. I'm okay. not gonna tell you to make your best decisions because fuck it. You sometimes you gotta make some bad ones. Oh yeah, don't be scared to make decisions. Don't don't <laughs> don't be scared to make decisions. Yeah, at all. I mean, don't be scared to make that decision, whether it's good or bad, or you just get that gut feeling. Don't be scared to make decisions. I like that, man. I like that. Got the hair going, it's curling up again. Man. Okay. Okay. Venom coming out soon, y'all. Um, Netflix buzzed. recommendation, Maniac. I know Jay hasn't watched it. I started I it. I started it, but I ain't, I ain't finished it. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Damn, that means I got to finish it before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got anything else?
Nah, I'm Gucci, man. That's it? Oh, uh, shit. We got no boundary shirts. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The shirts. Uh, yeah. We'll make a post. Yeah. Giveaway <laughs> or just all strictly sell? Hmm. We could do a giveaway. We could do a giveaway, but, oh, man. Y'all be pissing me off with these giveaways. Y'all piss me off. They piss me off all the time. Like, just simple shit that we ask them for. And they act like we're trying to pull their teeth. Okay, boom. Here, here we go. Here we go. go this is what we're going to do for the giveaway. When you listen to the episode and you get to this point, go to the No Boundaries page on Instagram. That's N Zero Boundaries underscore podcast and comment the city and state you live in. On, we'll the, on, to, on today's post. On the on the post today that's that's advertising this episode. Comment the city and state you live in. First person to do that, free shirt. First two people, male and female. Okay. First yes. two people. Is anybody excluded? No. Yes. yes. You're excluded. <laughs> I'm excluded. <laughs> There's other people that should be excluded too. No, no, no. They're getting the credit for listening to the yeah, show. Yeah, that's if you true. Listen, that's true. you know. So first two people, first female, first male, comment their city and state. Get a shirt for the free. And shout out to everybody that uh, answered the question that I did post in the stories. But uh, it's a beautiful thing. We yeah, appreciate yeah, we that. like their appreciation. Uh, every, every, uh, we everybody except pineapple. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, nah, I fuck with pineapple a long way. No, <laughs> get out of here. You gotta let that hate go. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?